Welcome to the Not All Better Show. I'm host Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 340. Today's show is brought to you by Glutadose. Our show today is part of our Fitness Friday series, and it's another great one in our Fitness Friday programs. We'll be hearing from returning guest Sabrina Joe, who will join us in just a minute. But by the way of introduction, Sabrina Joe, of course, is a favorite with our Not Old Better Show audience and is the American Council on Exercise Director of Science and Research Content. Sabrina Joe, our guest today, has some very exciting research which suggests that yoga is as good as it gets when it comes to getting great exercise, stretching, fitness, and even strengthening us, improving our functional ability greatly. In fact, the experts and the research proves that when you do yoga poses, you're putting your body in positions and orientations that you ultimately have to support with your muscles. So you're lifting weights essentially, and you're not using weight machines, deadlifts or dumbbells, but getting the same great results. Who knew? I've learned a lot about yoga as a form of functional fitness that moves your body in ways it was designed to move to help ensure that it keeps functioning properly. For example, in yoga, you use both large and small muscles and move in many directions, you know, twisting, arcing, not just back and forth on a one-dimensional plane as in the forward and back motion of, say, for example, a bicep curl. And regular yoga practice can reduce your risk of injury and condition your body to perform better at things you have to do every day, like walk, sit, twist, bend, and lift groceries. That's what the research shows. Here to share that specific research is Sabrina Joe, Director of Science and Research Content from the American Council on Exercise. Sabrina Joe will explain the research, why it's important, which yoga poses are best for developing strength, balance, and fitness. While the most important thing is to find a form of exercise you love and can see yourself doing as a lifelong habit, I encourage everyone to pay attention to what Sabrina Joe has to say and to continually try new and different forms of exercise. If you include many types of workout techniques, you'll continue to test and push your body in different ways and you'll keep growing as a fitness enthusiast and as an individual. As Sabrina Joe always says, most of all, enjoy yourself. And this yoga is a way to do that. I'm very excited about this subject and the research, so let's welcome back to the program via internet phone, ACE, Director of Science and Research Content, Sabrina Joe. Sabrina Joe, always great to talk to you. Uh, welcome back, and um, I'm excited we're going to talk about yoga today. Yeah, yoga's a great topic. Thanks for having me, Paul. Of course, always. You shared some uh, really impressive research with me, and, and we're going to put a link up to where people can find it. But it really goes into some interesting outcomes on the benefits of yoga. So let's talk about that specifically with regard to my population, you know, seniors. One of the great things about yoga is that it's adaptable to different populations with a bunch of different physical abilities and, and needs. So I would assume it's right for seniors. And based on the research, it looks like that. But give us your opinion. Is it an appropriate form of exercises as opposed to just maybe stretching for seniors? Yoga is really great for anyone and everyone. Um, and, and I will say, especially for seniors. And mm -hmm. the reason being is if you think about 
yoga and the postures and the poses, a lot of those require strength in combination with balance. And you and I talk quite often about how important how important balance is as we age. So um, you're definitely going to get a good dose of balance exercise anytime you do a yoga class, along with flexibility and strengthening. So yeah, it's definitely appropriate for um, seniors. You know, one of the things that I noted in the research that I really like that I, I hadn't really given much thought before, and that is that yoga requires a minimal amount of equipment. And that's probably good for seniors too, who might not have equipment, they might not have current equipment, but yoga is one of those simple forms of exercise. It really is. And if you have a mat, um, a, a basic yoga mat, if you have a chair uh, or Sometimes people use something called a yoga strap, which is really just a, a piece of fabric. Uh, a towel could be used as a strap in case a person doesn't have a yoga strap. But very simple things can be used to help uh, enhance the yoga experience, um, especially if a person finds that he or she isn't quite as flexible as perhaps what an instructor might show you. There's all kinds of ways to adapt to the experience to make it work for whomever's performing it. Are there all kinds of different yoga? You know, in my mind, yoga is yoga, <laughs> but are there different types of yoga? And if so, which types of yoga are best for seniors? There are many different types of yoga and what we do mostly in the US anyway is a form called hatha yoga it's the most widely practiced form of yoga and it's what you might think of it it involves a series of poses or postures where you hold a position with your body and you settle into it and you you do some deep breaths and not only are you uh, stretching in those poses, you're also strengthening um, and working on those stabilizing muscles that support the joints. So, um, for example, you you may have heard of the term a child's pose or a downward facing dog. Those types of movements are really just getting your body into a position where you're subtly strengthening as well as stretching certain muscle groups and holding that pose for it really as long as as you're able to tolerate. So in the beginning, you might start holding a pose for several seconds, 30 seconds maybe, and then sometimes you might work up to a minute or more of, of just holding that balanced strength flexibility pose. Um, so what I just described might be found in a Hatha yoga class, which is probably what your listeners are going to um, experience if they go to take a class somewhere. But there are also other forms of yoga that focus just on breathing or focus just on um, relaxation in restful poses. Um, and there's also forms of yoga that you might call adaptive or rehabilitative. Um, so for special populations, there's yoga appropriate for pregnant women. There's yoga appropriate for people who have joint concerns or they're, they're post-injury, so they're trying to, to work back into some of the, the regular activities, but they're, they're careful of their joints, and there's, there's yoga appropriate for that as well. Hi, it's Paul. We'll be right back with Sabrina Joe to talk more about the importance of yoga 
and your body's function. Your functional body, fitness level, your health, your vitality, all are important and all so crucial to us as we age and all subjects we've talked about a lot here on the Not Old Better Show. As mentioned at the top of the show, today we're brought to you by Glutadose. And I'm gonna talk about something a bit different in terms of a healthier and fuller life for you. You know, to live that fuller life, it gets complicated because we live in a complicated, toxic world filled with dangerous chemical substances, radiation, pollution, processed foods, alcohol, smoke, stress, and many other factors that threaten our healthier, fuller life. We're born with an intelligent immune system that's constantly defending us against viruses, bacteria, parasites, fungi, and even precancerous cells. However, stress, age, these external factors, among other things, sometimes exceed the body's natural capacity to defend and detoxify properly. Our body does do this with the aid of glutathione, which is naturally found in the cells of our body, and it works with our immune system as a key detoxifier, antioxidant, and eliminator of what are known as free radicals. Here's the issue. Starting at age 20, our natural glutathione levels decrease 8 to 12% every 10 years. Additionally, other factors such as stress, unhealthy habits, unhealthy eating all contribute to the depletion of our natural glutathione levels. Most adults over 35 have less glutathione than what their immune system requires to function properly. So, our sponsor, Glutadose, taken on a daily basis is an effective way of increasing glutathione levels and helping our immune system to protect us, to feel better, and to prevent diseases. Glutadose comes in a liquid form which, according to medical research that we'll link to, is absorbed best by the body. And the dose is pre-measured for you inside a single-use vial to guarantee the exact precise dose. Plus, I will tell you, glutadose tastes great. Glutadose also includes vitamin C and zinc that help glutathione work better and boost our immune system even more. Other potential results after 30 days of consecutive glutadose use are you should start feeling more energetic. If you exercise frequently, you will notice an improvement in both your physical performance and recovery. Muscle pain from working out will ease quicker than usual. You will enjoy better sleep. If you are over 60 years of age, like me, you might notice a sharper memory and better overall mental performance. All of these characteristics make Glutadose by Biodose a one-of-a-kind product worldwide. Biodose Pharma, a pharmaceutical company dedicated to the research and development of bioactive phytonutrients for a healthier and fuller you. Glutadose is produced in the USA with the highest pharmaceutical standards and the best quality ingredients. These are my statements and have not been evaluated by the FDA. The Glutadose product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We'll provide links in the show notes to glutadose.com and where you can find glutadose at amazon.com, but check it out. You'll be happy you did, and you'll feel great. Now back to our yoga functional strength research with guest Sabrina Joe. We're back with Sabrina Joe, And Sabrina Joe, we're talking about yoga today. So in terms of 
the evaluation that one might give to their own physical ability, what you have often referred to as the functional limitations. One of the things that the report says is that aging is associated with increased functional limitations. If you're going to look at joining a yoga class, what should you consider in terms of an evaluation of your own capabilities? Should you go through some of these functional fitness tests? Tell us a little bit about how we might evaluate our pre-yoga involvement. Well, in the study that, that you're referencing, they use a battery of functional fitness tests called the senior fitness test. And this is a battery of assessments that has been well validated and it's very reliable for people um, around the age of 60 years and older. And what it measures are functions related to balance and strength and physical agility. And so you wouldn't, as a, as a lay person necessarily, have to go through this battery of tests, but it measures very practical things such as your ability to get up from a chair quickly and move across the room. Like that's actually one of the measures in this test. Like how quickly can you respond to a cue to get up and go? It's called the eight foot get up and go test to be to be exact. Um, there's also a test for strength in this battery, like how many biceps curls or how many repetitions of a, an arm lift can you do in 30 seconds? Um, another measure of strength would be the, the, it's called the chair stand test, where you just sit up or, or you stand up and sit down um, from a chair for 30 seconds and you see how many repetitions you can do. Um, and then there's tests for flexibility, like if you're seated in a chair, can you put one leg straight in front of you and reach down and touch your toes? Um, so your ability to do that represents flexibility of your lower extremity. And then imagine the back scratch test where you're reaching an arm up above your head and then an arm down below and coming behind your back. And you're trying to touch both of those fingertips together. And it's your ability to get those fingers as close as you can to each other that really determines the flexibility in your shoulders. So those are some basic fitness assessments that were actually measured in this study that you're referencing. And those show to have good predictability in terms of function um, just in daily life as you age. So if you're trying to apply it to yourself, though, imagine your ability to stand on one leg or to move quickly without falling down or you know, how's your strength when you're sitting down and then standing up from a chair? So it's those real practical types of things to keep in mind, because if we if we look at the results of the study, we're probably inclined to think that hey, doing yoga will actually improve all those types of measures in our daily life. I guess the thing that is always a question in my mind with respect to yoga, because I, I definitely understand the balance. I definitely understand the flexibility, and I, I really understand this idea of mobility. But where does the strength come from? And in a yoga class, w would we be using free weights, maybe use uh, some small barbells? But how do we get stronger as a result of yoga? Great question, Paul, because at first glance, it might not seem that obvious. Mm -hmm. But in a yoga class, 
you're absolutely using your own body weight as resistance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so your own body weight can be thought of as the load. And when you put yourself into a position that requires a, a strong static contraction or isometric contraction, um, for example, think of going down into a partial squat and just, just staying in that small partial squat for 30 to 45 seconds, you'll, you'll figure out pretty quickly into that hold that you're really using all the muscles of the core and the lower body. And if you can imagine a yoga class, you're really doing that again and again and again as you move into your next pose or your next posture. You're using all the muscles really in the entire body to contract and, and support you in correct postures as you're moving through the class. I like that. That's really good to know. I think the idea of the, the body weight, the resistance that comes from that, the term that you use, load, is really helpful to understand. Thank you for that. Well, Sabrina, your last question for you. We talk an awful lot about adaptive fitness for seniors. And we've talked over the last few months about higher aerobic levels or what types of active exercise we might get as we age. Is there an adaptive form of yoga? There definitely is a form of yoga that can be adapted to any person, to any body. Um, mm. And it's while it's not necessarily called adaptive yoga, although you might you might find a, a class on a schedule called adaptive yoga, that that'd be fine. But really, any instructor who's trained well in yoga and certified, um, should be able to take any pose or posture and modify it or adapt it to the individual. And certified yoga instructors are typically very good at, you know, taking in what an individual needs, kind of assessing them on the spot, and then figuring out how to make the pose perfect for that individual. So an example would be the use of a yoga block. So um, it, it, it's a, a foam uh, device or piece of equipment, I should say, that that looks like a brick, but it's kind of a soft, squishy block. And I've seen them. Yeah, I've definitely seen them. Yeah, and it's something that typically every yoga class has, and it's a way to modify each pose okay. to make it doable for anyone and everyone. So. If you, if you go into a studio or you're going into a class and you glance around, you're most likely going to see props. Um, and a, a prop would be a yoga block or a stretching strap or blankets or, or even a chair. I mean, a lot of yoga poses can be done seated in a chair or standing beside a chair to make the pose um, less intimidating if, if you're worried about balance. So to answer your question, <laughs> in terms of adaptive yoga, really any pose, any instructor should be able to fit the pose to the person. So a class might have in it several people, all with various levels of abilities. Good to know. Sabrina Joe, thank you so much for your time. The title of the research is Yoga is as good as stretching, strengthening exercises in improving functional fitness. I really, I really appreciate you sharing this research. I'm going to go ahead and share it uh, with our audience. 
people find links about where to find it and where to find more information about you. But Sabrina Jo, thank you so much for your time today. <laughs> and thank your dog for being so great during the entire entire interview. And then now responding, I guess we're wrapped up and that's our... Uh, our cue. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I was no. holding out hope that that wasn't going to happen. But anyway, <laughs> they, they made their podcast appearance. So. Yeah, well, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> they can get their SAG card now. <laughs> thanks, Sabrina Joe. Good to talk to you. Uh, thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. My thanks to Sabrina Joe, ACE Director of Science and Research Content, for joining us today. Of course, my thanks to Glutados for sponsoring the show and to you, my wonderful Not Old Better Show audience. Please keep your emails coming to me with show ideas, great suggestions, and comments at info at notold-better.com. Remember, let's talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody.